Hi, my name is Bailey, and I am your heroin addict's 10-minute speaker for tonight. <laughs> um, I um, was asked to share my story today. So from the beginning, I came from a long, long line of addicts. Um, my, my mom, my dad, their parents, used with their parents, you know, just everybody I know in my life is an addict. So when uh, I was born, I had my sister, she's two years older than me, and we were just together. We were just moved from parents to grandparents to other grandparents to parents, you know, we always had each other. And growing up, when, what I knew for sure was about drugs and I knew about money. I knew we had no money and I knew everybody was on drugs and that's why my parents weren't around. Um, so, you can imagine moving whenever we needed to around Vegas. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. I was born and raised out there. The city is really different from San Clemente. You see addiction everywhere, homelessness. It's just an option. It's just everything is, is you live fast and you die young. And it's so normal out there. It's just, you know, that's just the lifestyle you live. Um, growing up with my sister though, it was I was very codependent on her. I didn't really talk a lot. Um, my sister would say things like, she doesn't speak, I speak for her. I didn't really have to address my needs because I had stuff. I had like toys and food and clothes, but you know, I didn't have like that emotional bond with anybody other than my sister. Um, and you know, I had my nana and my papa, that's who ended up raising me, was my dad's parents. Um, and it sucks because they all used together, so I didn't really know where my parents were. I would, um, I would like watch cops and like hope and pray that I see my mom and my dad. Like I knew my mom was a redhead and I knew my dad had no hair, you know what I mean? So. Stuff like that was just like my environment. Um, when I grew up a little bit more and my parents got sober, my mom ended up going through rehab. So I would visit her when the entire year she was in rehab and I got to experience what a mom was like and she was very nurturing and she was working on her stuff. And growing up, I would always see the type of recovery she has in her life. I knew the serenity prayer at a very young age. And then later on in life, my dad got sober. He had just gone out of prison. So their recovery was very different for me. And by that time, I was already in my addiction. And um, I had gotten my, I had gotten loaded from my caretakers, like my grandpa. So it was, it was just the normal thing in our family. It was just, that's what we all, we only knew how to do unless we got sober. So my parents just kind of, they knew, you know, that you can't change anything, that you can't really fix anybody. You never know when someone's gonna be done. So that's what I grew up in, I guess. Um, I was just funding for myself a lot, and it was either my way or no way. And you know, my parents didn't wanna argue with me. So um, I dropped out of high school, and I had gotten my GED, and then I got I graduated my freshman year of high school. So 
I moved out to California to go live with my papa and it was just super bad from there. It was long nights and no sleep, no food, no water, like I wouldn't take care of myself. So I learned really quick that that's not what I wanted and I was getting loaded with my sister and she was with her like 40 year old boyfriend and she was 18 and lived in a car with him. So I ended up living in a car with them and I'm like 16 at this point. I don't go to school, I don't have a job. I am just, you know, lost, I'm sad, I'm depressed. I don't have, I don't accept anybody in my life because I chose, I just wanted to be an addict. And I knew, I never questioned that I was an addict and I, I don't know, like I just, that's just how my life went. Um, so I, just got kind of out of control and everybody saw that and my papa decided like you know what I'm gonna save her life you're gonna go to rehab and I had no other choice because I was a minor so I went to rehab and turned 17 in rehab and my sister got pregnant so I'm like cool this is what's gonna keep me sober right me and my sister are gonna stay sober because now we have, we have a niece she has a daughter like this is this is gonna be it so when she cleaned up um, I hung out with her and slowly but surely I would just white knuckle day. I got no sponsor. I just, you know, <clears throat> drank on the weekends and, you know, did what I wanted to do with my friends and slowly I went back to my drug of choice. And when I turned 18, I just, I left and again, no responsibility. I had no cares. I didn't have to take care of anybody but myself and I thought, you know, with no money in the bank and um, bringing like a bag of clothes to my friend's house who was like a hoarder, I was going to be the life I wanted to live. And I just pushed everybody out. So I just was miserable and I thought I was okay and I wasn't. Um, I was lost and yeah, um, so using with my family was just kind of like the way and the means that I got by. So um, they just kind of knew to point me in the right direction for recovery, right? So whenever I called them, they would just be like, are you ready? And I'd be like, no, I'm not ready. And then I would hang up and then I would call again and be like, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. So they would do everything for me to get me to detox and I just hated life. I just wanted to point the finger at everybody else and not accept the love that I was receiving. And it was really hard for me to get sober. And I wanted to be sober so bad because I was accepting that this was gonna be my life. That I was gonna fall in the chain of everybody else and that I didn't imagine a life without drugs, you know? Um, so when I finally got to detox, it took a couple times to actually fully stay and not run, but I was just so broken. I had nothing. I was living on a car for like the third time in my life, and um, I didn't have any family. I was dependent on a man that wasn't there. He was just as an addict as me and it was just awful i wasn't feeding myself i wasn't drinking water showering you know those basic things that we just need every day and um 
I went to rehab for like the third time and actually stayed and did the program. And I, I didn't know where to go, what to do. I was just done. I was just tired of doing the same thing every day, feeling the same way and not knowing what to do. And I don't know, I don't know how to be more descriptive. Um, I knew I didn't want to go back to where I came from. And I knew that I didn't like how people saw me. I didn't like the role that I played in everybody's lives. Because I saw myself as a completely different person. And I don't know why nobody experienced that as I did. So I didn't really talk much. And I was just prayed the first night that I was there and I don't really know what I prayed for. I know I prayed for a different feeling in sobriety than the times that I've had before to actually feel like I have energy and momentum to do what I wanted to do in recovery and to have direction. And I slept really good that night and um, I was on my last couple of days of being in rehab and I had no money. My parents were not gonna help me with that. And I had no like financial aid. So as I was talking with my caseworker, someone came in and ran and was like, we have this great resource for you. But it's in California and your rent is paid and um, all you have to do is go to outpatient. And I'm like, I don't have to get a job or like nothing's coming out of pocket like I like how do I get there when do I get there and they're like you'll do it and I was like yes I'll do it when can I leave so I left for California and I came here and I was still kind of stuck in my old ways I wanted to live that life and um, date Scarface but be sober you know what I mean? Like, I loved that. I thought that was cool. That was my costume I wore, was being, a, like, a tweaker. And I liked that. And it was fun. And I didn't think anything else was exciting and meaningful. And so I knew I was far away enough from home that I couldn't really mix those two lives. I don't really know. Like, I, I just was figuring out that what I really wanted was to be calm and peaceful and consistent. And all those, all of those core values, those negative core values that I had were, I wanted to change. So I got a sponsor and it took me a while and, um, she agreed to sponsor me and I took every single advice that she says. I tell her everything. Um, she's very spiritual and that's what I looked for in a sponsor was someone who has been through something, came from somewhere, but they don't, you can't tell that about them. You know what I mean? I didn't want her to, I don't, I don't want to carry myself like, like a tweaker anymore. You know what I mean? I didn't want to people know that what I was about. I wanted to be presentable and I wanted to be calm and I wanted to um, just, I, I just wanted to be normal. And so I got a sponsor and I 
went to meetings and I did the program of everything that was asked for me because at this point it wasn't my way. I understood at this point that I don't have the best ideas <clears throat> that if it was if someone's telling me to do it it's probably for the best of my of my future and I didn't re I realized that I didn't have any any skills I had no like college experience I had nothing that I could carry myself to the next phase so I needed the help and so I accepted the help and I started to be honest and I Alcoholics Anonymous changed a lot of things in my life. Like I never questioned if I was an addict or not. I just, um, I just knew where to go, and I think that was the biggest thing that helped me was that there are people like us, and they all think the same way as us. How much time do I have? Is that all? Okay. Um, yeah. So all those little sayings that we say. I know everybody says this, but they really do help, and it's just cool. Like, I just, um, it's like a godsend. A lot of godsends will be sent to me, and it doesn't matter if you don't have the same feeling about it. I do, and I, it works for me, and um, yeah, I'm just very happy with my life right now. I have a union job. I'm a cake decorator, and it's pretty awesome what I do. Um, my job trusts me. I, I basically do my manager's job when she's not there. Um, they tell me stuff. I don't act weird. I'm not nervous all the time. I'm not like thinking, should I say this out loud? I'm not thinking about like how, like coming into work and it's easy for me. Um, I also go to any meeting I can if it's HA, AA, um, I don't really do CMA because I have another thought on that. Um, I think it's more like a dating website, but it's, yeah. But like, I'll still go to a meeting if, it, if it's something I need to hear and I try to take every suggestion that I can. And that's where I am right now. I'm very grateful. Oh, I also got kicked out of my sober living because <laughs> I'm sober. I'm six months sober, and um, I consider myself to be very peaceful and kind now, but I have, I've had a lot of animosity against this girl that hurt my feelings one time, and I know it's not her fault. I think she, I know she reminds me of myself, and I just sometimes want to shake her and be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you treating people like this? Why, like, look at yourself sometimes, but I can't. It's not my, that's not my job to say anything. I just listen. And I didn't like how she confronts other people and I just had to say something. And we were both in the wrong. So I had to deal with the repercussions of my actions. And I heard one time that, you know, the worst thing that could happen is not dying. The worst thing that could happen is dealing with your consequences for your actions. And I think that is very on point. But I do have the money and the means to go to the next step in my life, to stay in a room tonight, to go to sober living by Monday, to still go to work the rest of this weekend. So yeah, it's just, you know, it wasn't that hard. But it's just the next phase, I guess.
But thank you for letting me be honest. Um, am I up? Okay, cool. I'll give a safe word.